0: morning welcome back Hour two of the donna and steve extravaganza on my talk 1071. everything entertainment like music news
1: give me a beat
0: it's time to talk music i enjoy music with donna valentine Yeehaw! and steve patterson you like huey lewis on the news this, this is, is the beat, 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 beat. okie dokie so pink Says her aerial stunts are not going anywhere. She says they're fun to do, even though they're really hard to do, very physical. But she says they keep her engaged and humble. Did you know What's, she? Go ahead.
3: Yeah, I think this is cool. I, I I read this. I I like I like her her approach to this and She's talking about how much herself. she enjoys doing it too. She said like her cheeks sometimes hurt. At the end of a concert, because she's smiling so much, because she's having such fun.
0: She's like, she is amazing. The fact that she is singing as well as she sings, upside down, you know, she's, she's singing. She's not tracking that. Right. That is actually her singing while doing gymnastics. She oh. wanted to be an Olympic gymnast before becoming a singer. And she said once she saw Cher's farewell tour, uh, she felt inspired to add acrobatics to her show. It's really
3: cool. She said she'll even sometimes, she'll try not to think about it, but it sounds like early in a songwriting process, Pink is thinking, could I do this in the air? Like, is there a platform I could be on? Is there mm-hmm. a way that I'm just not on the ground during this song? And it seems like she can sometimes get into a little... What came first, the chicken or the egg situation right. when thinking up and creating a song? Donna, you should go and see her in concert because I bet it'd be fun to talk about, and I bet you would enjoy it.
0: You're right. I'll do it.
3: I'm Wait getting, a minute. I'm
0: getting back in the game, guys. I'm:
3: You can't just say this.
0: I know, but you you don't get to pick what I choose to do.
3: That's disheartening, but I'll agree. Steve
0: Steve wants everyone to like what he likes and do what what he does and enjoy what he enjoys. Why don't you just let people choose what they want to enjoy?
3: The criticism that you just gave of me, which is true, is true of most people. Not a
0: criticism. Critique. An an observation.
3: And I, I will accept that. Okay, but I think that that's most of us, right? You 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 get excited about something, you like something, and then you want to say, "Have you tried that hoagie at that deli down the street? Have you ever seen you two in concert?"
0: Sure, I'll give. I you that.
3: want you to squeeze all you can out of this life. Okay, Pink, are you in? Yeah, maybe. When's she coming? It's U.S. Bank, right? Is she doing U.S. Bank with? Uh, She's doing target her?
2: field. Target Whoa. Ooh. which is better. Her.
3: Probably, because then it won't have sound bouncing everywhere. Yeah. Um anyway. Who's who's opening? Remember she had like two, didn't she have two rotating opening acts?
2: She did. Yes, um, it is Target Field. It's August 10th, and I believe we get was it Pat Benatar? <gasps> maybe. Uh, maybe. yeah, that, that sounds right, right? actually. I think that sounds right, yeah. Right. Come on, D Bone. Maybe,
0: Steve, maybe. Let's go. I'll think about it. Let me tell you what Rihanna did. Okay. It's very sweet. So there are a bunch of senior citizens. I'm assuming they're at like an assisted uh, living facility. And they recreated Rihanna's Super Bowl halftime moves on TikTok. So just the beginning, you know, where she comes out and then, or, you know, her dancers come out and then they split and then she's wearing red. It is so cute. Yeah, it's really cute. Oh, my gosh. Because
3: then you've got all these ladies in front that are all dressed in their white, and they slowly peel off, and the camera keeps pushing through. Yes. And then there's one lady in red in the back, microphone in hand, and everything.
0: Oh, my gosh. They're just adorable. So they're, <laughs> You could tell somebody on staff tried to choreograph this. <laughs> anyway, she sent them all roses. Isn't that sweet?
3: And Jay-Z did, too. Yes. I mean, that this that's Arcadia really Senior Living Center, Bowling Green, Kentucky, they get two shipments in the past couple of weeks. One from Rihanna, one from Jay-Z.
0: I want to see what the card says. I can't read it because I'm blind.
3: You know, they actually reached out to Jay-Z to see if it was, in fact, he who sent it. And he was quoted as saying, uh-huh. <laughs> he said, uh-huh. So I think that's confirmation.
2: Right. Stupid.
0: Love rock. I think it says rock nation. And then Rihanna. Okay. That's very sweet. That warms my heart. Makes me like them more.
3: Thank you. You're welcome, Donna.
0: All right. Now I've got the fan vote for the rock and roll hall of fame week five with close to 2.9 million ballots cast. Ooh, it's close. George Michael is still at number one. Okay. Okay. 402,500 votes. Cindy Lauper, she's 2,500 votes behind. She's got 400,000 votes. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, that's
3: close. They're
0: neck and neck.
3: Donna, let's say they come to you and they say you're the deciding vote. It's a stalemate. Who gets in?
0: I'm giving it to Cindy.
3: Is it because of your shared situation oh on, psoriasis yes <laughs> i didn't want to say it, it wasn't my place
0: no I, i've always loved cindy Lopper. she was a very unique artist I like her
3: yeah that, I, uh, that's
0: where it's going to be it's going to be between those two
3: yeah do they have third place noted on that uh, list Warren or do Zivon. they just folks okay and how how far behind
0: 309 to, okay to, considerably yes and then it goes iron maiden they just took over the fourth spot uh from Soundgarden, who's mm. number five, then Willie Nelson, Joy Division and New Order, then Kate Bush, Cheryl Crow, Rage Against the Machine, the Spinners, the Spinners should be in. Missy Elliott's on the list. A tribe called Quest. Let me just see when Yeah, when is voting it. end? It's open through t- oh wow. It's got a long way to go. Long way. It's open through April 28th. So a month and a half, more than that. Okay. So, yeah. I don't fun.
3: remember. Did they do a uh, fan vote last year? Yeah. Is that when Dolly was like, wait, no, no, I don't want to. I shouldn't do this. And then she ended up saying yes.
0: Um, I don't think she was a fan vote. I, maybe you're right. Um, we're going to find out right now together, I just, everybody. I
3: feel like we were just talking about the rock and roll hall of fame stuff. It feels like it's turning into a year long news right. cycle item.
0: Um, let's see the fan vote was. <laughs> Don't forget
3: coming up today at 1030 college <laughs> of pop culture knowledge. Oh, at 11 uh,
0: o'clock, we're going to do something fun as well.
3: Oh, 11 o'clock is going to be a really fun hour because at 11 a.m., Donna is going to be playing an advertising slogan game with me. She offhanded was referencing some catchphrases yesterday and Mm -hmm. realized I didn't know them. So these are going to be from like the 70s and 80s. And then if it goes well, I'll do one for her tomorrow. Okay. From more the Y2K generation.
0: We could get, you know, a lifeline on the line for you just to play along. Nothing to Mm -hmm. win, but Mm -hmm. I don't know. Duran Duran, by the way. Fan vote last year. Yes, Queen. They're up. Dura
3: Durap Dura, <laughs> and don't forget Indeed. they're coming
0: to the fair this year, yeah, that's a show that I wouldn't mind going to for sure. what's a
3: listen, I love the state fair. I love it. What's seeing a show at the grandstand like Fun it is
0: really fun, yes. okay I've seen okay. a lot of shows there. I've okay. seen the b fifty twos there um, I've seen Lionel Richie there Oh, um lots of country artists fun
2: and you smell sweet martha's cookies the entire time so i mean go wrong with that yeah that's true you're right beside it it's coming at you
0: yes super fun we'll take a quick
3: break when we return we'll get into a little bit of food news today is national cereal day are you the person who puts your cereal into the bowl first or the milk into the bowl first?
0: What kind of question is that?
3: It's a question that was asked and has some interesting results. We'll get into that and some other interesting little food items. When we return, you're listening to the Donna and Steve experience on my talk.
0: Earth noting, if you are ever injured in an accident, of course, we hope that never ever happens. But one of the first things you do need to do after getting medical care is contact an experienced personal injury attorney like Mike Bryant of Bradshaw and Bryant. Uh, I've learned a lot about uh, personal injury and how it's so important to have someone on your side who's advising you. When you get a hold of Mike, he will set up a meeting where you can discuss your case. It's free of charge. And if he does think you have a case, it's still not going to cost you anything. There's only a cost when there is a settlement. That's how that works. And research shows that on average, unrepresented individuals received in their pocket a third of the compensation as those who are properly represented being injured can it can be like devastating on so many levels and not just physically but also emotionally and financially and certainly the hope is that something like this never happens to you but if if it does or you know someone who it happens to get a hold of mike at minnesotapersonalinjury.com Donna and Steve on My Talk 1071. Everything entertainment. Are we doing food news? Is that what this is? Yeah. Okay, let's make it official. What do you say? All right. Welcome to Donna and Steve's. Can I interest you in some food news today? Yummy.
3: Also, Donna, it's been Yummy. a while since I've introduced a new thing. You have to admit that I've been pretty quiet about stuff recently. How do you mean? Well, you know, usually I come in about every two weeks and say, well... I'm only eating celery for lunch right,
0: now. Right. You know. <laughs> Or I'm on another juice cleanse. Or I'm waking up at... We're doing the 5.30 Five, challenge. Uh-huh. I've been up since about 2.30. I should have called you. Were you up at
3: 5.30? Not at 2.30. No, the 5.30 challenge sleep. ended last mm-hmm. week. And then a child asked, can I do it now with you this week? I said, Daddy, needs a, we need a week in between before... So next week, I'll be doing the 5.30 a.m. with the 7-year-old. But... Um, yeah i 've been called a man of declarations before mm, i mm-hmm. like to come in and say all right, listen
0: up everyone i 'm going to oh, remember your running kick
3: I do remember that it was a yeah. thirty day i 'm going to run every i 'm going to go from zero to sixty having not run in years i said i 'm just going to run every day for the next thirty days. I <clears throat> did that for four
0: then you uh were doing the treadmill challenge three three thirty something
3: twelve three thirty that's the incline set to uh uh twelve the speed set to three and stay on it for thirty minutes.
0: Wow, that's a steep incline.
3: no, actually last time I was on it, I set the incline to twenty five. that's its max.
0: Oh, I thought it was fifteen was the max twenty five no. huh?
3: Oh my God I feel
0: like I'd be falling off
3: you Look. are you have to hold on to those handles. But then I ran the one time on the treadmill and was horrified. I was so scared the whole time that my heels were going to click together and I was going to go down in a heap.
0: That would be embarrassing.
3: Yes. And I was actually on that treadmill thinking, how will I recover? What's my thing? Am I going to sit on the end and sort of laugh and be like, it's one of those days. hmm," Hmm. Or play it off. What do I do? That's how much I was thinking about it while running. That's not the space you want to be in. Anyway, the point is... I'm going to be a water bottle guy now. I have, I am an underhydrated person. I think that our children nowadays in this generation are overhydrated. The amount of times, do you have your water bottle? Do you have? Is your water bottle filled? Oh, we are overhydrating our children. You know, when we were kids, Donna, if you were lucky, there was a fountain. If you were lucky, otherwise, <laughs> you true. just were thirsty. <laughs> but my wife is always, Addie, do you have it? Is it filled? Oh Is that filled? Like she's going backpacking in the mountains. They're going to school. They have water fountains there. Anyway, mm-hmm. <clears throat> sorry, let I me mean, go back to positive Steve. I that being said, am underhydrated and I know that. And I can go hours and hours and hours without drinking any sort of water. So I'm gonna start carrying a water bottle around and it starts now.
0: Oh, <gasps> Oh, never. Ew. Donna, so gross. ASMR. Isn't he disgusting, Mike?
3: That's uh, so uh, nasty. Yeah, it's gross. Okay, we can isolate that sound for my <laughs> case against Donna and HR someday. Yeah,
0: for your, you know, your big award ceremony. See, there again.
3: There again. My disses on Donna are always much more storytelling. Hers, much more blunt. Isn't he disgusting,
2: Mike?
1: <laughs> and then, Mike.
0: Pretty sure that's JLo. And P.S., the person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends.
3: Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Oh, uh-huh, that is going and nasty. <laughs> anyway, oh nobody God. cares, Steve. You're disgusting. <laughs> uh,
0: I'm just trying to be th- a friend who is... It tells you what you need to hear.
3: You do give me two two spoonfuls of truth, but it usually is baked in disinterest. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing. I just wish if you would just pay attention to me, maybe I, know, I could convince you. I
0: know. All right. Go ahead. It's National
3: Cereal Day. Happy
0: <laughs> National Cereal Day, everybody.
3: There is a new poll that was asking people, do you put your cereal in your bowl first or do you put your milk in the bowl first. Let's Uh-oh. go around the horn. All right, cereal. Okay. All right.
0: <laughs> I mean, like, Michael. So yes.
3: Dumb. It's cereal. Eleven percent of presumably future criminals. Yeah. <laughs> put milk in Ooh. first, and then they put the cereal on top. To which I would say, and they they say that the cereal doesn't get as soggy, but I think that you need you only know how much milk you need once you have the dry cereal in the bowl right and everyone has a desire as to how high up and it's often cereal dependent how high up you want the milk to come in that cereal like if you poured me a bowl of cinnamon life and i wish you would i would know exactly where i want that cut off to be it's about two-thirds of the way up my mound of cereal i don't want it all to be covered i'm not a psychopath But I want about two-thirds coverage there. It's probably different for Fruity Pebbles, but we all know Fruity Pebbles is a garbage cereal.
0: I would agree with that. Thank you, Donna. You're welcome. You're like my best friend. Ah! All right,
3: whatever. 57% Uh. of people, uh, there was some other food. Like, it's National Cereal Day, and then this poll quickly moved away from anything else cereal-related, which is a shame because cereal is so great. Donna, you probably have had it, I bet, five times in the last 10 years.
0: I've, okay, so if I'm going cereal, I'm going like (sighs) something with a lot of fiber.
3: It's going to be cat food. I knew it. No,
0: it's good.
3: It's that fiber, fiber one. one?
0: And it's got 14 grams per serving of fiber.
3: That is great. But it does plate like pet food.
0: No, it's good. It tastes good. You could sprinkle it in your yogurt. It's
3: delish. All right. 57% of people said yes to this classic non-serial question, should pineapple go on pizza? 57% now say yes. It's invited to the pizza party.
0: Hmm. How many? 57%? 57, (laughs) The majority. Your thoughts?
3: I just ordered some pineapple pizza over the weekend. And
2: uh, put me down for a pappy likey. Hey, Z. Yeah. How about you? Oh, yeah, I like it. You do? Mm-hmm. Okay. I like right. fancy types of pizzas there are different types of pizzas. I There's like fancy pizza. I
0: just don't like that. I don't like fruit on my garbage food. Mm. Oh, I want spicy. to keep it in its <laughs> that makes lane. Sense. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> like blueberry pie. Yeah. No. Don't call
3: pizza garbage food, Donna. I mean,
0: you know what I mean. Good I garbage. I know what you food.
3: mean, but words matter. <laughs> and the pizza community probably just switched <laughs> us off. <laughs>
0: I like should, pizza. Pizza's good. I just, pineapple, it's like wet.
3: We should go to one of Ann Kim's restaurants someday after Oh, I the show. would
0: love to. There's one very close to my house. Oh, really? Yes. Okay, I think it's nice. Pizzeria it's Lola. Home. Yeah.
3: Isn't yeah, that's that like, close. That's out in Lake Edina, yeah?
0: In South Minneapolis, yeah.
3: Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. All right, let's go there someday.
0: All right. All right. Let's do it, and then we'll go see Cocaine Bear. He, wasn't mike gonna watch that for us i don't know I don't bobby jensen you. wants me to go with him bobby jensen yeah, he left me a message the other day he said is... hey don i asked phil phil is his wife yes. i asked phil if she'd come with me to see a uh, cocaine bear and she said why don't you go ask donna and so he called me and said let's go watch it some afternoon
3: is that why his beard is white
0: <laughs> My God, I don't know. It. What are you playing? Stop it.
3: Hey, hey, Bob, Bobby. Oh, gosh, I miss Bobby. Yeah. Let's invite Bobby to go get pizza yeah, with Bobby, us. Bobby, why don't Phyllis you give us a call, too. by the way? All right. I know. Yeah. Right
0: now we're playing a game, though.
3: All right, 651-641-1071. That's the number to call. We're going to play the College of Pop Culture Knowledge next. Mike will tell us the topic when we come back, and you can team up with Don or me, hopefully to win a prize. Game time, next. here to talk about insurance my buddies at the canopy group they're doing it right you know like 81 percent of minnesotans work with just one agent who represents one company and gives them one quote on their home and auto insurance now look i get it you're saying steve home and auto insurance really this ain't sexy i get it they get it at the canopy group they know but they also know it's imperative it's necessary all of us need insurance in our lives and frankly a lot of us might be overpaying for said insurance you can go to the canopy today this won't cost you a dime by the way you're just going to save a boatload of money you can click get a quote now what they do is they have a team of 40 specialists not one agent 40 specialists who are working on your behalf and they turn to the 16 different companies that they represent and say all right guys you got to fight it out for their business now. And then you have different companies who specialize in different things. And depending on your situation, they might be able to deliver some real big savings. Average customers who made the switch ended up saving over 800 bucks on Home and Auto, thecanopygroup.com.
0: Ah, uh, this ought to be good. Welcome back, everybody. Appreciate you listening to the Donna and Steve Show. On My Talk 1071, everything entertainment. We're going to play a little game. It's time to go to college. It's time to attend the College of Pop Culture Knowledge. It's like quiz Ball. Three trivia questions to find out who's smarter. Donna. Donna's the smart one. Or Steve. His brain ain't right, but it's fun.
2: And here's your host, Mighty Mike. Mike. I want to see how smart you are. It's time for the College of Pop Culture Knowledge. Today, we've got a birthday to celebrate. That birthday is of one... Ryan Cranston, 67 years old today. Pretty. Oh, yes. Shoot. And today he is our theme for College of Pop Culture oh, Knowledge.
0: Oh, wait till you hear who we have
2: on the phone. Playing along with us today, it's Phil. <laughs> oh, hey, Phil. Hey, Phil. Guten tag. Guten tag. Guten
0: tag, Philip.
1: How's everybody doing today? Phil, know. we're doing
3: well. All Let's right. ask this question. Great. After... And answer us honestly, after this game, hopefully yeah. you win a prize. What's that's next? Okay.
1: What's next on your agenda? I'd probably take a nap. I'd I'd do overnight, so that's usually how things go around here. Mm. What do you do? Are you do you do security? Um I, well I did work security ten years with the Gophers and, and six with the Vikings and then uh, Yeah, but I've been doing uh doing uh caregiving uh work as a pca doing overnights at a group home uh, Oh, how nice! that's my, look, that's my full-time job and i love it i love the guys that i work with and the company that i work with been doing that for 20 years so let me ask
3: a follow-up question to this what <laughs> yes, time sir. does one? just while we're here what time yeah. does uh one go to bed if you work overnights wh- when are you going to sleep what's 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 dinner time and bedtime for you
1: Normal. I would say that I'm up past my bedtime. I should be asleep by ten, and you know I'm picking up my my daughter from school about three or so. Okay.
0: Wow. Wow. Anything else, Steve? No, I think that's it. I think that's it.
1: We were connecting.
3: Now, Phil, it's time for you to win a prize. Uh, You can go with Donna, who made a bad, unconfident (laughs) face when Brian Cranston came up. Not a clue. Uh, Or you can go with. steve who used to work right next to where they shot breaking bad wow
1: nice flex thank you (laughs) (laughs) um i I, i'm i'm gonna choose steve today no offense offense i I love you very very much but uh, steven i i have i'm not gonna be much of a help but we'll find out now
3: i really didn't think this was gonna happen because um I have not yet watched This is Spinal Tap, which is a now three-week three week delay. And so, what, Phil, what I did not about? anticipate
1: this partnership. What? Do you have a movie review that you have to do?
3: No. No, no. no actually, no. No. Uh-uh, never I'm going to go. Oh, okay. Bye-bye. Right, bye, Donna.
2: All right, Phil, we're going to throw you on hold as well as we will play the College of Pop Culture Knowledge. Again, the theme today, celebrating his 67th birthday, is Brian Cranston. Steve, are you ready to roll? I'm ready. All right, we'll start it off with this one. Outside of playing Walter White, possibly his most famous TV role was as Hal in Malcolm in the Middle, where he played the father to this actor turned professional stock car driver. Freddie Highmore. Nope. Mm-mm, we'll stick with it. Uh, Breaking Bad creator Vince Gilligan had Cranston on his radar for work after working with him on one episode of this science fiction TV series from the late 90s, early 2000s. Pass. And uh, Cranson has done a lot of voiceover work as well. He is voice character Freddie Archer, The Simpsons, The Cleveland Show, and 10 episodes of this other Fox animation domination show. King of the Hill? All right. I'm going to go
3: Freddie Munez for the first one. Here's the good news. Yeah. I think Phil's going to know all of these okay. because he knows a lot of things.
2: And I need to be careful. I was called out yesterday for how I um, work with our uh, contestants after yes. after So, and
3: what did they? They wanted you to open it up to them just to say, is there anything that you would like to
2: change? Correct. So I will As do that. To I was trying to kind of speed it up a little bit, but I will okay. allow our uh, our caller here, Phil. Um, yeah. You heard the answers. Would you like me to go through all three of them, or would you? Can you go through
1: all three? I was, I it was really rushed today. Yeah, and that's it was. There's not a lot your to it. fault. It's uh, my yeah. listening fault. All right, here we go.
2: Outside of Walter White, possibly his most famous TV role was Hal in Malcolm in the Middle, where he played the father of this actor turned professional stock car driver. So that's Frankie Munoz. Okay, you're going with Frankie Muniz. All right. Uh, uh, Breaking Bad creator Vince Gilligan had Cranston on his radar after working with him on one episode of this science fiction TV series from the late '90s, early 2000s.
1: Steve, what was your answer? Did, did you not have an answer? Steve did not have an answer for. And like, I'm not that allowed one. to talk anymore during the Unfortunately, brutal. Okay, gotta stick to the rules. Them's the yeah, rules. I, I. Frick. I'm
2: sorry. Okay, that's all good. No, it's you're playing for the <laughs> t-shirt. And finally, Cranston has uh, done a lot of voiceover work as well. He voiced characters in Archer, The Simpsons, The Cleveland Show, and 10 episodes of this other Fox Animation Domination show. King of the and, Hill, right? He said King of the Hill. All right, is that your answer? Yeah. Well, all good. right. Sounds good. We're going to put Phil on hold. All right. I feel
3: pretty hey. good about that. Now we'll try to flag Donna down. Donna's Bring over it.
2: there. All right. She's getting her headset set back on and all ready to go. Hey, Donna. Welcome back to the broadcast. Hey, guys. Uh, we've got... Uh... Brian Cranston has the theme today. Mm -hmm. And uh, are you ready to go? I'm sure. All right. Let's get things started with this one. Outside of playing Walter White, possibly his most famous TV role was as Hal in Malcolm in the Middle, where he played the father to this actor turned professional stock car driver.
0: Uh, I can't remember the kid's name.
2: Breaking Bad creator Vince Gilligan had Cranston on his radar after working with him on one episode of this sci-fi TV series from the late 90s, early 2000s. I don't know, Star Trek. Uh, Cranston has done a lot of voiceover work as well. He voiced characters in Archer, The Simpsons, The Cleveland Show, and 10 episodes of this other Fox animation domination show.
0: Oh, God. Uh, the, the, the Family Guy.
2: All right. And then
0: the first one, what was the first question? First one
2: was uh, outside of Walter White, the father to this uh, actor turned professional stock car driver. I
0: can't remember the kid's name.
2: All right. Here we go. Running through the answers. We're going to start with the first one outside of Walter White, possibly the most famous TV role for Brian Cranston was Hal and Malcolm in the Middle, where he played the father to this actor turned professional stock car driver. That actor, his name is Frankie Muniz. Damn it. Now, Steve said Freddie Muniz. I but said Freddie. He was saved by Phil, who said Frankie Muniz. Really was so, because
3: Jeopardy rules. You can get away with just the last name, but if you offer an incorrect first name with it, it negates the correct last name. Exactly.
2: So, <laughs> nice yes, job. Would Phil. have accepted Muniz, but again, Frankie uh, there. Uh, and now we're going to go around to the, the final one. Cranston has done a lot of voiceover work as well. He's voiced characters in Archer. The Simpsons, the Cleveland show, and ten episodes of this other Fox Animation Domination Show. King of the Hill was said by Steve. The family guy was said by Donna. And Family Guy is correct. Yeah. Woo. So we are knotted up at one apiece, yes. and we didn't have either of you answer anything for the second one. That means we've got ourselves a tiebreaker. Yes. Oh boy. That second one, by the way, the truth is out there. If I would have oh, added no. that, would that have given you anything? No. no. Oh, the X Files. Nope. Oh, oh, gotcha.
0: Never watched it. Right
2: off of the radar of both of you. Okay, yeah. He, uh, <laughs> Vince Gilligan was a producer and writer for The X-Files, and that's when he first saw Brian Cranston in a role. So, ah, uh Phil, we're going to bring you back up because we're all going to play along for the tiebreaker. Yep. Here we go. I have got a, a song queued up. Oh. Now, I will ask a question, and then mm-hmm. I am looking for the artist performing the song you are about to hear. Damn. So let me line up the question. Brian Cranston hosted SNL once. It was October 2nd, 2010. Use your name as your buzzer and tell me who this is. They were the musical guest. Wait a Steve. Steve. Kanye. That is Kanye West. Yes. Wow. Congratulations.
3: What was happening in my brain there?
2: If I played it any longer, bad words were coming. So I'm like, Somebody, please answer. <laughs> wow. Oh. Wow. wow. Congratulations, Congrats, Phil. Phil. Yes.
0: Yay. Phil, now Phil you can stop harassing assert, Steve.
1: Why? What has he done? Thank you, we Phil. We know what Get... he hasn't done. Get... <laughs> and nope. why aren't we calling him by his real name, Willy Wonka? Hey, Phil. Listen. Hey, Chocolate Boy, what's up? All right. When...
0: Oh, now he's turning on you.
3: Phil, Bill, I just won that game for you. What happened?
1: Um, I don't yeah. know. I was supposed to be a plant. I was supposed to make you a, a tank, and so, so Donna could get the extra point this week. But you know, thanks, Willy, Bill. Willy I'm sorry I failed, Donna. No, no, chocolate boy. You're
0: good. It's nice to hear from you. I hey,
1: guess say... what? I don't need the, the the prize. I'm I'm good. You guys right. gift enough to me, so right. I appreciate thanks. appreciate the work in the show. And you know, it's all a bit, Steve. I know it. It's, it's all I was a bit. Here's
3: the thing with Phil is, and this is true. These past few weeks, when I have Sunday night hits, and I'm like, "Son of a gun! I was supposed to watch this as Spinal Tap." I don't think of Donna. I don't think of Holly. I think of Phil. <laughs> That's the truth <laughs> of the matter. I'm like,
1: "Crap! Phil's, Phil's going to me me get on crap. My case. This
3: sucks." Yeah. Anyway, what do you all do? Right. Well, congrats all right, to Phil. Phil. Phil also got off the phone there with a little flex of, like, I don't need your stinking prizes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I've got a
3: closet full of them. Thank That's you very much. That's
0: funny. Well, you know what? We're out of time for a tip. I don't even know if this was a tip. It kind
3: of is, and I don't think that we are, done. It's 1040.
0: All right. And 30 seconds. Give me an intro. All right. If you insist. Time for a tip. Everybody on the show getting tipsy. Everybody. Everybody on the
3: It's a kind of sort of tip because there's a way for you to, if you feel younger than your age, there's a way to do quick math to realize how old mentally you are or how old mentally you feel. OK? Essentially, everybody, according to this big study that they did of 1,500 people, um, we think and feel about 20 percent younger than we are. So if you're 30, that means in your mind. You're 24. If you're 40, you're in your early 30s. If you're in your 50s, you feel more like you're in your late 30s. So if you've ever felt like, I'm not, I can't possibly be 39 or 52 or 74, 20%, 20% less is actually where your emotions and your brain thinks you are.
0: That makes sense. Is there a reason behind this? No. I think you're lying.
3: I mean, I just thought we were all short on time. I was just giving you kind of the quick all right, thing. That's Psychologists fine. say this. There's all sorts of reasons. The most reasonable one that this happens is this we form so many memories as kids, as teenagers, early adults, that we wrap our minds around that era uh, being so far in the past. It's this, it all has to do with like how you live at the beginning of your life. It's all jam-packed a,
0: in the beginning, you know?
3: Well, it makes up a big percentage. So what happens between 50 and 60, you've already lived 50 years. So it makes up a smaller percentage of your lived experiences. Right. Whereas when you are in right. elementary, all the way through high school, that makes up such a huge chunk of your life lived to that point. Right. That it just like imprints so much of that's really akin it's to my identity.
0: I have something else to add to that, but we'll come back with that. Okay. All right, we've got that, and then you got a little something, something. Yeah, and then
3: i got some... Uh, we'll talk about what Donna wants to uh, talk about regarding the age conundrum, and then we'll get into some things that make you go, huh, here's a quick tease. If bi-weekly means every two weeks, what word means twice a week?
0: Mm. Keep
3: our brains agile. That, one. we come back, it's Donna. It's Steve. It's my talk.
0: Donna and Steve. My talk, one we We're talk is fun. All right, so you just had, like, a, a study, basically, on determining how old we feel in our head, and it's usually about 20% younger than we are. Yeah, right. Here's something I noticed, and I, I feel like maybe we talked about this before, but I feel like people who don't have kids have better recall about memories from grade school and high school and college.
3: Say more words.
0: Okay, so I'll have a friend, like, I'll be like, remember that time when we were in sixth grade and blah, 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 blah? And she'll be like, how do you remember that? And my response is, I don't have kids. Because I don't have kids, so there's nothing in between that memory and me. you know what I mean? Sure. And And you measure time differently. Because you don't have the milestones that you have with kids. Now you're focused on your kids and, oh, and little Susie got braces that year. I remember where I was because she had gotten braces. You know, you just measure time by these milestones.
3: Yeah. There's probably something to that in general terms because there are more quantitative milestones in a parent's adult life than perhaps someone who does not have children.
0: Right. Where so like, you're...
3: like for instance, let's say we were um, both the same age and we both spent 10 years at a job from 25 to 35. Right. If you didn't have any parents, you sort, you could almost look at that time. as just sort of a general, like I was, that's, I worked there. That's what that 10 years right. was. And somebody else is like, I worked there. Then we got pregnant then I remember when he said he, we finally potty trained him, and then he started losing teeth. and right. a, Yeah, a bunch of other sort of mile markers.
0: Yeah, so you've got Thanks. like a whole bunch of memories that you're making in between your childhood memories and your own children's experiences. Yeah. I, I, I'm doing a poor job of explaining what I mean, but no, I, I think you get mean. the gist, right?
3: I do, yeah. And it's funny to sit in a room, too, with people who have all experienced the same thing. And like my brother, Scooty has a really good memory of things and he can color the page in well. And some of us will be sitting in the room saying, really?
0: I forgot that.
3: Oh, I didn't remember that. Right. You know, and it's, but then in that case, it runs contrary to your observation because we're all parents and right. all went to the same school and all that. But I guess there are other times when I might remember something with a touch more detail, but he's got a pretty good memory. Do you feel like you have a, a good memory of school?
0: Um, yeah i i do and i i also feel like the way people recall things has to do with how it impacted you individually right so you for example let's just say my mom slapped me across the face once okay she might never remember that right but it had a pretty big impact on me Mm-hmm. So I'm going to remember it. But then you end up having these disagreements. It goes back to that Brian Williams thing that you talked about. Am I remembering this wrong?
3: Right. That's the, you know,
0: she might be like, what? I've never hit you. And I'm like, Oh, remember I blah, 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 you know?
3: Right. And she could pass a faulty as they are. She could pass a lie detector test
0: because in her mind, she believes the truth. I'm not saying that this happened to me, by the way. I'm just, I'm trying to think of you're in different places in your life.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
0: And so you remember them. Like I have memories imprinted in my brain from the perspective of a child, right? Even though sure. I've grown, the memory has stayed the same.
3: Right. Yes. So
0: it's just, it's tricky.
3: And that's why, you know, when people go back to childhood trauma and stuff like that, there is an element, one could argue, of. That can't define you. You've got to move past that and take ownership of where you are now and all that. However, I, so I believe there's truth in that, but there's also truth in the fact that, again, what we're talking about, since you're, the experiences that happened to you as a kid, um, they happen at a time of your life where there weren't previous decades that were lived. You, right. You're new. So it all has this different sort of an impact. Sort of unrelated to this, but it's it's in the same way that children's memories sometimes are inflated, too. And I forget it might have been from that Malcolm Gladwell podcast talking about Brian Williams could have been from something unrelated. But they were talking about how kids were referencing their parents. They spoke with the children and then they spoke with the parents, Mm -hmm. all grown. Parents were older now in their 60s, 70s, and the children were grown as adults. And they were saying things like, I remember every Saturday morning, my dad would take us to the donut store mm-hmm. and we would go and he'd get us chocolate milk and donuts and all of that. And then they would ask the dad about the same memory to which he would respond every Saturday. Like we maybe did that seven <laughs> right. times their whole <laughs> right. life. But right. And I think that it's sort of a scary thing where, or, or maybe it shows you the responsibility As a parent. As a parent, that these impact kids. I always talk about, someday I'm going to write a book, Donna, Okay. and the book is going to be called 10-Minute Memories, and it's just about how oftentimes I think we can underestimate how impactful just a little bit, a short burst of undivided attention can go a long way. So I could have a busy night tonight, I have different things I need to take care of, and So I'm like, oh, I can't really spend quality time with the kids because I got this, I got to do this and this and this. But if you find a 10-minute window where you abandon everything else and say, let's just be silly for the next 10 minutes or let's just talk about your day for the next 10 minutes, I think they end up having a bigger impact than we realize. And you could extrapolate that too, even if you don't end up taking them out for pancakes every Saturday. Oh, my
0: God, I was just thinking the word pancake right before you said that. Queen. Queen, because you're going to remember... but the thing is Steve, one little negative encounter can ruin all of that good stuff. Wow, why are we getting so I don't know deep? that it's not I, all of it. It not can't not ruin all of it. Not one little
3: negative. I think it's the sort of got a, big, get, negative, a yeah. big a big negative can really cause some um trauma and I think there again though, I don't think that it necessarily has to ruin the whole childhood story if the parent is aware. I think it does when it goes un recognized, unrestored. And if the parent doesn't address it until their child is an adult, whereas as parents, I try to stay in the habit of apologizing to my children when I know I have done wrong so that we can start to demonstrate the rhythm of grace and repenting and forgiving and restoring um, that. So I think there are ways to sidestep that, but you're right, that it could be one little thing that you say that, you bring up later, or they bring up later, and you're like, what?
0: I did? What? Yeah, No, so, I didn't.
3: I yeah, guess trying to stay aware. I don't know why we're getting...
0: I have no idea either. We were supposed to talk about bi-weekly.
3: I will say this fact, and okay. this is a fun fact. If bi-weekly means every two weeks, what word means twice a week?
0: Bi-weekly. hmm Nice! Is it? Yep. Yes! Okay. I didn't... I, I'm like... That's interesting.
3: Biweekly, the word has two definitions, happening every two weeks or happening twice a week, to which I would say, A, this is the first day that I knew that.
0: Me too. And B. I just
3: guessed. That shouldn't be. Because that's why I have felt so lacking of confidence when using said word, because I don't know what I'm implying. Hey, let's do this biweekly. What did I just commit to? Wait,
0: what? No wait, because the Vikings are on a bye week.
3: No, 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 so, wait. No, I, what? no, no. What? I, no, <laughs> no. That, that's a different bi-week. <laughs> right, week. All right, sorry, you're making it
0: no difficult. right, but a bye week means. What does that mean?
3: Well, that just means bye. They're just Oh,
0: bye-bye. It, bye? it means like bye-bye. Yeah.
3: Well, that's how it's spelled. Bye. You're
0: kidding me.
3: And it means you're not playing this week.
0: I was this many years old when I found that out.
3: Well, I don't know if it means bye-bye week. Bye. But it's spelled B Y E. Well, what else would it mean? If you thought that we couldn't go from childhood trauma to this garbage, you were wrong.
0: We're going to play a little advertising slogan game when we come back, okay? okay. okay. But first, uh Zamboni's going to have a dirt alert. Stay around.